0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Y'all not gonna start like doing crickets on me, right? Like chirp, chirp. I feel like some crickets might come out today. Don't do that to me now. We go, we go back like fat crayons. Amen. Okay, I tried. <laughs> y'all ain't, never, ain't ever never heard nobody say that. Okay, how's everybody doing tonight? Smile, y'all. What's, why everybody acting so stiff tonight? What's, I'm the one that should be tired. No, no, Don't let me get started. Look, folks is like, shut up. <laughs> this is really like. Shut up. <laughs> I don't need no heckling in the back. (laughs) Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Seriously, good? Amen. God is good, isn't he? It's good that we can come together and laugh. Come on, give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. I'm just glad that I have a church family. You know, there are are a lot of people walking around lost and don't know who Jesus Christ is. And it's just, it's awesome to know who he is tonight. Amen. Um, First of all, I want to give honor to God who is the author and finisher of my faith, uh, to my pastors and to my wife who is not here. Um, I'm just, we're, we're going through a lot in our home because we're moving. Uh, and, and so when I get home, I've been instructed that you may bring the word of God, but, but get ready to move some boxes again for round two. Amen. I have, we have just scoured the ends of the earth for boxes. Amen. We've been to Sister Elizabeth's house. We've been everywhere, right? We've been, right? We've had... We've had Effie's godparents out to the house babysitting in house while we were working right there, amen. But God is good, and so we're 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 just we're ready for this to be over, and I need a break, amen. And so, um, my as my mother said, she said, in all of this, just be thankful, and so that I am trying to do, amen. Um, I want to preach tonight, and I'm not going to preach long, uh, because I believe that there is a method to all of this, and. Um, I know many of you see the title of my sermon, uh, you know, I, I was having fun with it, you know, that as a movie once said, don't be scared, you know, <laughs> amen, but there, there is something to that, amen, and so um, I want to get into that because I believe we are in a time right now, church, all jokes aside, I believe we're in a time right now where, where we have people walking around afraid, we have people walking around afraid, and and I want to come for that spirit tonight. I really do, because I believe that the enemy is trying to distract the people of God from getting to their destiny. Amen. And so he uses fear as a tactic to do that. And so I want to talk a little bit about that tonight, and I hope that somebody will be blessed uh, through all of that. Amen. Um, If we could just take a a quick pause, though, I, I, I want to pray for California. As you know, California is still burning as we talk right now. There are there are saints of God who have lost their homes, people that are saved. Uh, not only people that are saved, but just people from all walks of life that have lost their homes. There have been churches that, that have been lost in areas that they're not talking about, amen? And so you don't, don't just assume that because it's in Malibu and those parts of places that churches are not uh, present. They are there. Um, and, and the people of God have had to, to run for their lives. I, there was an image on TV the other night There was a woman um when in the car with her kids and she began to pray and they put it on the news and 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 i know that prayer that prayer uh, of of concern and worry and all she could say is god just guide this car please don't let us run out of gas whatever you do keep us from hurt harm and danger and i know that prayer that's the prayer that many of us have prayed amen um, when we have been in trouble and so i knew it was sincere so uh, as we pray tonight, before we open up with the word, let's, let's lift up the state of California. Amen. We have people here. Many of you are from California. Amen. And I don't know how close uh, this fire is, but I know that, uh, as, that there are probably some churches or maybe even some praise chapels in that vicinity. Who knows? Um, or that may be in the line of fire. So we want to pray uh, that God would extinguish those flames uh, quick, fast, in a hurry. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, let's get into the word tonight. God is good, church. Any good? Hallelujah. The scripture is going to come out of Psalm twenty-seven one through six. That's Psalm twenty-seven one through six in the book of Psalms. It's Psalm twenty-seven one through six. Many of you have probably heard this scripture over and over again, uh, but I want to put a little bit of a twist on it tonight. Can I do that? Come on, church. That's Psalm twenty-seven one through six. And it reads as such, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advanced against me, me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Uh, Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Somebody say no fear. Uh, Though war break out against me, even then... I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, Uh, yeah, and, and to seek him in his temple, for in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At this sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Come on, church, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight. You thank, We thank you for the direction you are taking us. Lord, when you are in control and when you are in the driver's seat, miraculous things can happen. We thank you for everyone that is assembled here tonight. Lord, we recognize that you have a word. Let us get out of the way as a body of believers and let you do your best work right now in the name of Jesus. Every distraction, Lord, everything that would try to come into this place and be a hindrance, God, we ask that you would paralyze the hands of the enemy for he has already been vanquished. Your word is established in the earth just as much as it is tonight. And we thank you. Remember the state of California. We lift it up, Lord, that that the state of California would be on your shoulders. Lord God, we ask that you would breathe over the entire state from the northern part to the southern tip. We thank you in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we feel your presence in this place tonight. Lord, do what only you can do, which is to be supernatural. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Give God some praise. Well, I've already given it away, but, but just one more time. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared now. Hallelujah. You know, church, the, the reality is, is that we are living uh, in an age where fear runs rampant in our society. Uh, and no matter how much we try to ex- extinguish it, uh, oftentimes it rages out of control in the lives of God's people. Uh, For one thing is for certain, fear is often the barrier between us and our destiny. Can we agree tonight? Hallelujah. And see, here's the thing. Fear is also weaponized to gain control and to scare the masses into believing that their lives are in constant danger. Uh, fear even has a physical taste. If you've ever ever been in some type of trouble or harm, you can almost taste the fear when you're taken off guard. And it can malnourish our bodies if we're not careful, our minds and souls, and it can literally kill us if we let it. Hallelujah. Come on, church. It consumes us when we feel or believe that we are no longer in control of our environment. Uh, wars and rumors of wars are not only funded by money, but by fear. Yeah, see, racism is often fueled not only by a hateful spirit, but also by way of fear of the unknown. I believe they call it xenophobia. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah, see, bad health reports and unexpected layoffs from jobs, uh, amen, can, can birth a fear and change the psychological and emotional fabric of our being. Uh, See, and brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you today that if we are going to fight the good fight of faith, we are going to have to be brave even when we don't want to. Come on, somebody. Yeah, see, here's the thing we need to understand, church. One of the reasons that we are having an issue with recruitment inside and outside of the church is because people are walking in fear. Uh, See, point out a fearful Christian to me, and I'll show you a soldier that lacks a basic understanding of who God is. Yeah, see, uh, God has an army, and he has an expectation of us to understand not only who he is, uh, but where he's taking us. And church, get this. Make no mistakes about it tonight. We are in a fight of our lives spiritually and naturally. Uh, In case you haven't noticed, and I have been paying attention... Christians are under attack right here in our homeland. Yeah, see, uh, it seems that to be a holiness-embracing Christian is, is almost socially unacceptable. Okay, see, pastors are being threatened with lawsuits if they preach on certain issues that may be offensive to certain communities. And yet we have hate mongers and bigots that are twisting God's words to forward their cause in the name of God. Ah, but the devil is a liar, church. See, I want you to get this tonight. God is looking for a church and a people that will stand up and say, enough is simply enough. Uh, If we are going to take back our churches, schools, and government, and the place of the living God at the head of our table, then we are going to have to understand that God is not looking for scary people, church. God is looking for a people that can stand up and be brave. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Yeah, see, now David knew this bravery all too much. He knew it all too well. David authored a psalm uh, that was a foundation of courage, that would describe his life and his present circumstance. Uh, The book of Psalms is a remarkable book. And David wrote this during the days of Absalom's rebellion. Who was Absalom? Let me tell you, Absalom was one of David's rivals who stirred up all of Israel to conspire against the king. Absalom, this person that was David's rival, was taking some of David's followers and beginning to gain momentum among his own people until David had to flee and get away. David was in trouble. Absalom had men. He had influence. But he made one fatal mistake, church. Get this. And that he misjudged the, the character and the courage in David. It has been said that David is a man after heart. That's why David made a statement in Psalm 27 and 1. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Uh, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of who shall I be afraid? Church, get this. The first thing we need to do is to ask and pray for godly transformation. We need to ask and pray for godly transformation. You see, here's the thing, church. Fear can be debilitating. It can become a disease in our lives and in the lives of those around us. But ultimately, it can delay our destiny. It can delay our destiny. It can change the very course of where God has taken us. And one of the greatest mysteries is, watch this, is that man actually believes that he can control it. But let me ask you this question tonight. If people in our society can barely modify their behavior, how can they control fear? It's quiet. Church, get this. Fear is conquered by way of a supernatural encounter with God. It, okay, let me keep going. Let me keep going here, because I really want us to get this tonight. No matter how many drugs... We try to do, whether illegal or over-the-counter, no matter how many therapists and counselors we try to see, at the end of the day, if we don't put our fears at the foot of the Lord, then much like history, we will con- continue to, con- to, to continue to, to, uh, to, to be doomed to repeat or fear of doing it over and over again, church. You know, let me stop for a minute. This summer, I had the opportunity to, to swim in open water. Now, there's a lot of stereotypes about folks, particularly black folks, swimming, that we can't swim and all this stuff, right? But yeah, let's talk about it tonight. Let's keep it real. Yeah, I was swimming in open water in the middle of a lake in Wisconsin. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now, I had all kinds of questions locked up in my head. You know, uh, is there alligators in the in the fresh water? Now we in Wisconsin. We not in Florida. We not in the Amazon. Are there sharks there? You know, I'd watch like Jaws and the Meg and all that. Right. So I assumed that all these things were going on. I had all these assumptions, right? <laughs> all the yeah. I watched all these movies. You know, and I was in the middle of open water, and and fear became, it just overtook me, and my body became almost constricted. And church, can I tell you something? That is just like us. When we are surrounded by trouble, the open water of trouble, our bodies become constricted. Our minds begin to play tricks on us. Yeah, see, see, David was on the run from Absalom's crew. He was alone, but he had to make sense, church. Listen to what I'm saying. He had to make, had to make enough sense to make a declaration because he knew how powerful God is. Whew. Church, David says in Psalm 27, verse 2, When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Church, the second thing, get this is that we need to do, is that we need to make a declaration unto the Lord. But here's the most important part. We need to stick to it. We need to stick to it. We need to stick to it, church. The way I see it, part of the challenge that we see in the body of Christ, brothers and sisters, is that people are mixed up about what they stand for and what they believe in. See, David had to stand his ground against Absalom. My question tonight to us, Praise Chapel, is this. Who or what is our Absalom? Who is hindering us or what is hindering us from getting to the place God has us? What is the barrier in our lives that is keeping us from going to the next level? Who is our Absalom? (laughs) When we are alone and our backs are against the wall, what will we stand for, church? What will we stand for? Who will we run to? Uh, will we run back to the world or will we make a declaration unto God? See, when you make a declaration, it's almost like a covenant, church. You see, David could have surrendered. I want you to get this. But because he was God's man, he turned to a source and he made a declaration. He made a decision. That no matter what his circumstance was, he was going to continue to believe, even though he had an army looking for him and people looking to kill him. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody or some people were looking for you in your life? That's a lonely, bad feeling, isn't it? <laughs> That's a bad feeling. You ever had somebody looking for you? If you ever, were you ever in high school and, said, and, and you knew you had beef with somebody? And somebody said, "Hey, such and such looking for you." You know, I, I know, I know we all tough in here, but de- deep down inside, you got to admit when it happened, something something hit you right here, right? Because you, it's the fear of the unknown, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, it wasn't no excitement to me. <laughs> I wasn't looking to have this pretty, pretty face touched up, right, man. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and because of this, get this. Even though David was in trouble, when he made a declaration, his enemies were vanquished. Even though darkness consumed him, he was in open water. The Bible declares that David made a declaration to not let his heart be troubled, even though an army was right on his trail and war was breaking out against him. He told the Lord that in spite of all of this, he would remain confident. That's what he said. Is there anybody in here tonight, church, that is ready to make a declaration of bravery? Is there really anybody here tonight that says, you know what, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to stand firm because I know God has something for me. Come on, church. You know, I'm convinced that a great number of people in the body of Christ have been battered by Satan so much uh, that they pretend to be lions when they really are lambs. They are lions. They, they are lambs that are pretending to be lions. But God is looking for someone to make a declaration and stand on it. Uh, because, and get this, because you make a declaration and stand on it, and when you do this, uh, maybe on the outside you look like a lamb, but really you are a lion. Let me get, let me use an example. I had been saved for about seven years, and I was at a, at a, at a church, and. There was an evening service one night, and every every, this this particular night they had prayer before the evening service. It was about maybe fifty or sixty people in there, and they were praying, and 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 you know everybody was was really deep in prayer. And all of a sudden, some stranger came into the church that nobody had recognized, um, and he looked disheveled, and 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 you know it didn't it didn't seem right. Well, he started talking out all you know crazy, and started cursing God and all of this, and people began became afraid. Now. Not only were people afraid, but the leaders of the church looked like they were fearful. They looked like they were fearful. And he was running up on people, and people, literally, like, he would run at them like this, and people would go up on the altar like this. No, this is the truth. Now, I'm looking as a, as a new saint like, wow, like, they getting punked right here in church, right? They was. They was getting punked right in church. But let me tell you something. This is what I love about God. There was this old mother in the church. She was probably about 56 or 57. Yeah, her name is Mother Dennis. Mother Dennis was sitting on the road like this, and she was praying because she couldn't, she couldn't sit on her knees and she was going back and forth like a wailing bitch, like hallelujah. And this guy came up over her, and he, she did just like this. As soon as he came up, he said, you, she said, you better get up off, off, from away from me. Like that. That's a, don't you know he ran up out the church? Okay, I'm, I can't make this up. I promise I can't. Literally, she right here, he's standing right over her. Now, this is no small man. I'm not going to lie. Even I was looking like, oh, my God. But she's doing like this. And as soon as he went up, he he said, you better get up from away from me. Like that. He got up and walked right out the door. Church. (laughs) This is the thing. Now, here's a woman that was feeble, that appeared to be weak, That appeared to not have any type of power, but she ran the devil right up out of there. David, much like this church woman I was just telling you about, appeared defeated and broken. Uh, But they had a knockout punch, church, and that's something that we all need, and that is worship. Church, we need worship. Our worship is our rallying cry. That's our rallying cry. That's what I want you to get tonight. In this house, when we worship together, chains are broken. People have been changed right here in this place in Praise Chapel. And testimonies have been told. I'm a walking testimony. Our worship is evidence of who God is in our lives. Is there anybody that's been changed by their worship in here that can testify tonight? Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. I don't know about you, but worship is a powerful thing. David says in verse 6... Above the enemies who surround me, at his sacred tent, I will sacrifice his shouts of joy. Somebody say joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. His life seemed to be in ruins, and yet he was able to worship. In spite of all of that, he was able to worship. I'm trying to tell you tonight, church, get this, that our worship can break the armies of darkness. It can break the backs of the armies of darkness that are trying to march forward in our lives if we worship. Our worship is our rallying cry. You know, when I was a young Christian, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a lot of understanding about where God took me or was taking me, rather. But what I did understand is that I needed to worship. I needed to worship because I didn't have a great deal of understanding about about the word yet, but I did, I did understand that if I worship, something would happen. And in the beginning of my faith walk when I first got saved, I spent a lot of time worshipping, you know, and, and I wouldn't necessarily need to have music to do that. Don't you know you don't need music to worship? It helps. It's great, right? I can put on my Beats headphones and listen to Kim Walker Smith and that's great, right? That's wonderful. But what happens when the Beat headphones are, are not charged? And I'm, and I'm in my house, right? Or what happens if, if I'm stranded somewhere and I can't get nowhere? I still have my worship. Is there anybody in here tonight that no matter what happens in their life, they still got their worship? Come on, give God some praise, church. I'm trying to tell you that worship is so powerful. In a short amount of time, let me just put a pin here. I'm, I'm about to close. In in a short amount of time, in the time that I've been in this church, I've seen people changed, not just by the word and not just by them coming, but because when they worship. When they worship, something happens, and it happens, it, it almost seems like it happens overnight when they begin to worship. Think about where each and every one of us came from. Think about that for a minute. Where each and every one of us came from and how we didn't seem like we had a song before we got here. But when God took a hold of us and we began to thank him, something began to change in our lives. Church, I'm trying to tell you tonight that I hear God saying that there are some people who have not been worshiping in a long time, that they become cold in their spirit. If that's you tonight, I don't know who who that is for, but if if you are cold in your spirit tonight, God is is really challenging you to go back to your worship. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I want to remind us that our worship is a tool to defeat the enemy. I don't know where everybody is in their faith walk. It's not my business. It's my job as your brother to pray with you. But I come by to tell you tonight that your worship is a special kind of warfare. It is a special kind of warfare, church. Uh, God is looking for us to worship tonight. I'm hoping tonight that we will worship together. Uh, you may be surrounded by chaos, amen, uh, but our worship, your worship, is, is the thing that is going to bring you out. That's what will bring you out, the remedy is to ask God for his transformation. You gotta make a declaration. At the end of the day, we have to worship. Worship. Do you love him, church? Do you love him like you say you do? Come on, give God some praise. Don't be scared. Listen.